it's knowing you're, you're not selfing. <laughs> and again, I feel like I'm oversimplifying things, but for me, it's like, that's the easiest way to know if I'm in alignment. And I mean, of course that's the point of it, but it's like, if I'm feeling frustrated immediately, I can sit back and like, let me step back a second. Let me take like a bird's eye view and figure out what it is that I'm doing that's not in alignment. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design. This week, we have a fractal line listener on the show to be hot seat coached by me. Listen in, take what resonates and leave the rest as I help this listener lift the veil of uncertainty and open the door to wealth consciousness. If you would like a chance to be hot seat coached and have your call featured on our podcast, head to the link in the show notes to submit your information. Now, let's get into the episode. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Hope Pedraza. She is a 3-5 sacral manifesting generator and I wanted to bring her on the podcast today because she is a nutrition and wellness expert and her genius is really in helping others find wholesome ways of living and eating through the tool of human design. This tool of human design just never stops giving us keys to life. So I'm really happy to have you on this show, Hope. Thank you for joining me. I just, you're welcome. I personally know how important the food is that we feed our bodies. And I feel like adding this component to the conversation that we have here at Wealthy Aligned you know, around business and wealth building is absolutely necessary. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, just moving into alignment, a big part of unlocking a lot of the codes of the chart were really around food and what I fed myself and how I treated myself, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've really, I've been looking for a long time to find somebody that was like, oh, I cracked the code with this and let me, you know, (laughs) let me share it with the women who are powerhouses trying to like build, you know, income empires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about like what brought you to human design in the first place. Yeah. Um, I kind of just kind of fell upon, it. I, I worked with a spiritual coach, a coach of years back and she had this, like, she wasn't like really an expert in human design, but she had this little piece of her program that was human design. It was kind of like, you know, get to know yourself a little better kind of thing. And so that was my first experience. I did the little chart online and immediately I was just completely fascinated by it. Like, like, I feel like everybody, once you find it, you're like, I can't get enough of this. Like I got to know more. And so from there, I kind of just, I, you know, did a few little like readings here and there. And I, you know, I found a girl who's like, you know, the expert and I got a couple of readings with her and I just kind of educated myself on it. And, and I just kept finding out more and more that just made me it was like this whole new world open, opened mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know I, I've said this before and it sounds so cheesy, but I felt like I was meeting myself for the first time. Like, I yeah. felt like I was like meeting an old friend and it was like this, this part validation and part like curiosity. Like, I just want to know more about me, you know, like, I just want to know more. And so I kind of, you know, as I dove in deep with myself and I had already at that point, I'd already kind of dove into the functional nutrition space that I'm in, but I felt like like, I want to bring this to my clients. Like, I feel like there's this piece of like alignment, kind of like, a, like what you just said, this piece of alignment that goes hand in hand with wellness. 
like, you know, here I am trying to help women heal from, you know, autoimmune issues and gut issues and all these chronic things going on in their bodies. But then there's like this, you know, there's this piece of nervous system regulation and stress management. But this other piece that goes with that stress and nervous system regulation piece is this, is this piece that I felt like human design fit in. Cause I, like, right. the way I see it, like looking at wellness through the lens of human design, like we spend a lot of time and a lot of excessive energy being something that we are not right. Yeah. And that's when we start to hit resistance, right? Like that's where we start to like get out of that flow, out of that alignment. We meet the resistance. That's when we feel, you know, burnout and exhaustion. That's when disease sets in. That's when, you know, our immune system starts to react. And so I feel like it's this, when we, when we understand that piece, that energetic blueprint piece, like from human design, we're able to kind of let go of the pieces that those shoulds that quote, I'm using air quotes here, those shoulds that we're living by, and we can really get into this flow and live in alignment. And we let go of that, you know, excessive amount of energy we're wasting being something that we're not. Right. Well, well, did you have a personal, like, you know, issue with health and wellness that, that like turns you on to, oh my gosh, this is like the thing I can help others with. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a, I feel like there's a kind of a few pieces that led me into that space. I I did grow up with a lot of digestive issues. Mm. I was in and out of different doctors and, you know, colonoscopy. I mean, you name it. I had all the things before I was yeah young then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and back then it was, I mean, I I say back then, even now it's the same thing. I was just, I know I'm like, you're not very old. Well, no, but (laughs) Still, it's like, even today, you know, I was, I was diagnosed, I say diagnosed, they said it was IBS, which even, I mean, even now I think it's still very vague, but back then it was just like, oh, it's IBS. And they just kind of send you on your way. And you're like, okay, well, what do I do with that information? Right. Like, I don't know what to do now. And so I just kind of took it on myself to, you know, I read a lot and, and just educated myself. And then sometime in my twenties, I was, you know, reading and reading, reading. And I decided I read a couple books on eating vegan. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe this is the thing. Maybe if I try this, this will, this will be the thing. And so I just, the next day I said, I wake up, I'm going to be vegan today. And so I, I started eating vegan. You just woke up one day and was I, like, I think I'm going to be vegan today. That's exactly what happened. Isn't I don't that funny? <laughs> it's <laughs> literally like you were led there. I, I really was. I yeah. really feel like I was. And I don't you know, recommend that for everybody. Not everybody is that way. But for me, I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and I really feel like I was led. I mean, it was through like these different series of books. One led me to the next, which led me to the next. And finally I was like, you know, I'm going to try it. And really a couple weeks later, you know, my, my allergies started feeling better. My digestive system started feeling better. My skin was closed, all these things. And I'm like, okay, it was again, kind of that light bulb moment. Like, okay, maybe, maybe I can use food to heal my body, you know? So I think that was part of it. And then I think the other part of that, that kind of around that same time or that same realization also kind of shifted my relationship with food. I grew up as a dancer and I had a very tumultuous relationship with food. I Mm. disordered eating behaviors, all the things, you know, that a lot of teenage girls deal with mine was well up into my twenties. And so I think that moment too, where I kind of felt my body feeling better when I changed the way I was eating was also like, Oh, I can actually use food to heal my body and not like torture my body. So right. Because you were like, you were done punishing yourself. You were, you were, you were more looking like, okay, I got to be here. Mm-hmm. How am I going to actually love myself, treat my body with more sustenance instead of looking mm-hmm. at food, like 
you know, exactly. you're the enemy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I can imagine that you would have felt that food would have been kind of the enemy, mm-hmm. um, especially having to go through like diagnosis is right. at such a young age. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That's the other part too. It's like, you know, it's always like, okay, what am I going to eat today? That's going to mess me up, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How long did that go on for, for you? Do you think? I mean, really it was most of my childhood that, that I felt. And I think it was, it was probably around middle school and my, my mom was finally like, okay, let's go to some, cause I, you know, I'd done the allergy testing. I did all that and they couldn't find any food allergies. And so I think around middle school, I mean, I had been years that I had been feeling just, I was always having pain and discomfort. And there were days like I didn't want to get off the couches. I was just in so much. So do you like, remember like how old I'm fascinated by this? As you can <laughs> tell, like I, I was a registered nurse for 24 years. Oh, nice. That's so awesome. when people I'm the whole the system of human design, like fascinates me mm-hmm. for lots of different reasons, but for health in particular, because it explains who you were from the minute you were born. So I'm fascinated to know, like, (laughs) now that you know who you are at an energetic level, how old were you when you just weren't like able to kind of cope with, I'm just going to say food, like ingesting. I think the, I mean, I don't know how you, how you feel about this, but I feel like so young, your soul was like, you're allergic to everything because you are (laughs) definitely sensitive to energy. Mm So the food that was coming in your body, you were just mm-hmm. sensitive to the energy in it. And that was your physical manifestation yeah. of, I like, I, I'm going to reject that because yeah. it's not, it doesn't settle with me. So it sent you on the life path of figuring out how to become best friends with food. <laughs> and you know what? I have never looked at it that way in my whole life. So that is, yeah. that's amazing. I love that. Well, yeah. I mean, cause mm-hmm. here's, here's what I, my whole thought process is around this. Mm-hmm. It's like the chart finds us. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure why, but we're like, this thing just saw through my soul that per- mm-hmm. this, this chart on the internet just knows more about me than my mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we start piecing together, like how our journey of life has been right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yours was very much, I mean, from a very young age mm-hmm. around how to like, I have to eat to be here right. and be physical. Right. And yet nothing is working. Like mm-hmm. doctors can't even tell me what's mm-hmm. going on. Like all the sources that, uh, you know, healthcare mm-hmm. tells me is should or shouldn't be doing. None of it fits here. The, mm-hmm. they, that's not the missing puzzle piece, but then something happens. Like you find a book on veganism <laughs> And I feel like that's your higher self just going, yeah. here's a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. This will yeah. make sense to you. Yeah. yeah. And so totally. I feel like hope what happened is like you put the two pieces together and it even then opened up a layer of, you know, food is deconditioning mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it opened up another layer for you to go onto your journey. Yep. yep. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Because so here I like the punchline is I know what you do for a living. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. so the, the end story is you help other people with this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. when did you, when did you realize that this was actually something you could actually help one other person avoid? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think, you know, it was some years when I kind of had that initial, like, you know, when I decided to be vegan and I kind of felt my body changing, I, um, I opened my own Pilates and fitness studio and it really wasn't until mm-hmm. I opened that up when I had you know, it's not just for women, but it's mostly women that come through our doors. And it was 
kind of after that, where I, you know, lots of women were coming through the doors and I, I was listening to them talk to each other about them doing this diet and that diet. And I'm going to try this one. And this one worked for my neighbor. And I'm going to, you know, and I'm like, bah, like, no, whoa, yeah. just stop with the diets. And so I think that was it where I was like, okay, I want to help these women coming into my studio with just like real sustainable, valuable nutritional guidance. And so yeah. I, I started off just kind of, I just did like this online nutrition coaching program just to get some basic, you know, whatever coaching skills. And then right. from there, as I, as I started to dive deeper into my own body and like, just, just the fascination with the human body. And I just dove deeper. I wanted to dive deeper into the support I was offering. So I did the, my two-year program for my holistic nutrition certification and as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner to be able to really meet the women that come into my world at like the deepest possible level. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you say Pilates studio? Mm -hmm. That is funny. I, that is the, I've started Pilates. My Pilates practice is a little over a year and a half old awesome. now. Yeah. And that I had a life of just like, I was an over exerciser because mm -hmm. I was like addicted to the cardio. Like mm -hmm. I was addicted okay. to the, the, um, what is released in your, why can't I think endorphins. of epine, endorphins? endorphins. Mm -hmm. And I, I would always be like, I would get told by fitness people, you, you do too many, too much cardio. And I'd be mm -hmm. like, uh, no, um, <laughs> you don't even know. I, I, and then even when I found human design, I was like the sacral needs cardio. <laughs> but when I found Pilates, I was like, this is home to me. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is about Pilates? I love it so much. I mean, I could talk about her three hours about Pilates. <laughs> I think, and for me, I, you know, I initially fell in love with it because my background was dance. And so it, that's how I started it with it. You know, it just lent itself. But I think, you know, for me, it's the fluidity, it's the precision, it's the breath work. And the more really, I, especially for the past year or so, I've taken some courses on like nervous system regulation and stuff. And the more I dive into like the breath and like the science behind right. breath and oxygenated, like, I feel like that's the other piece where it's like, it really does open up new things when you're using the breath, like you're supposed to. And that's what right. Pilates is all about. It's built on the breath. So I think there's, there's so many layers. I mean, obviously the movement and, you know, the flexibility work and balance work and all that, but I think there's multiple layers to it and the breath work and the precision and that mind body connection, like all of it is just like magic. <laughs> yes. It's definitely because I mean, there's so many different avenues you could go with, mm -hmm. with working out or movement for the body and Pilates. There's something about the, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a yoga practice mm -hmm. to me, totally. Yeah, totally. but at the same time, it's such, to me, it's like alignment. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, like you're laying on that reformer and it's, it's all the, all the ways that you're guided through, um, moving the body and strengthening the, the, the body is just alignment. Yep. It is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'd love, I really am excited to get into this chart here because mm -hmm. my fractal line, they're action takers, of course, right. Doers. And the way I think it would help everybody is to go, okay. What about my energy type could I pay attention to so that I can actually start eating yeah. according to type? Yeah. I don't know how you do that, yeah. but I'd love to hear how you do that yeah. if you're open to telling yeah. us. For sure. So you want to go by each type and kind oh, of the great. You do that. Okay, cool. I like to do that. So you can go really deep into this, right? But when I'm doing it for my clients, it's like 
mostly it's like the type really for me is the most important piece because I can do, a, I can tell them a lot and they can get a lot out of just knowing about their types. And then we kind of go into the centers, but for me, it's just knowing the gist of it is enough for them to be like, okay, I can make informed decisions on how I move and how I eat just by knowing like the basics of my chart, you know? Right. So, okay. So let me go through each. So let's start with the generators. I don't know why I always start with generators, but I'm start with the generators. So generators, as we know, everybody listening, I'm sure knows because I listen to your podcast, but our generators are the doers, right? They have a lot of energy. And so for the generators, they have to kind of play with that energy. And so kind of like, I always say it's like a puppy, like, you know, have to get all the energy out when the, the puppy get all the energy out. So for generators, especially for sleep, it's really important for them to get all of their energy out. And so when we have conversations with my clients, cause sleep is a big one, sleep and stress are two that I talk about with my clients all the time. And so when I'm talking to them about sleep, if they're having trouble getting to sleep or they're having trouble staying asleep, a lot of times I'm asking them, okay, well, did you work out today? Cause that's the other thing, like doing an exercise that really like brings them to that point of exhaustion. So they're getting all of their energy out. So what did you do for exercise today? Did you get all your energy out? That's going to be really important for generators. The other thing is, you know, generators are here to to do what's joyful and pleasurable and what brings them, you know, satisfaction. And so the same thing is going to be true with their food. And this is going to be similar to manifesting generators, but they're not going to do really well with really restrictive diets if it doesn't bring them joy and satisfaction. And so you kind of have to play with that and bring intuition to it a little bit because, you know, obviously I don't want you sitting around eating Oreos all day, but at the same time, restricting, restricting yourself too much is it's not going to bring you joy and satisfaction. So we kind of have to play with that and find something that, um, sends them in the right direction to really satisfy consistent energy, but doesn't restrict them too much. Yeah. I mean, what is one big problem? I don't even want to say problem, but like a block Mm -hmm. for the generator when it comes Mm -hmm. to the, the wellness journey and the the nutrition Mm -hmm. journey. I think for generators and for manifesting generators, both, and this is a big one for me as a manifesting generator, there's a lot of conditioning around, um, because we have so much energy and so much to give, we really do need more calories, calories equal energy. So you really Uh do need more calories. So I think a big piece is that deconditioning piece where you feel like you're like, well, my, why do I want to keep eating when, when they're done, like their partner, their friend or whatever. So I think that's a big piece is like kind of you know, getting rid of those shoulds, well, I shouldn't be eating this much and I shouldn't still be hungry and I shouldn't, you know, and so I think there's a big piece there because more energy requires more calories, calories, yeah. energy. So yeah. I mean, the, I always wondered about that because I'm like, I eat so much. Mm-hmm. Same. And that was again, why I, I went through this whole period with all this tumultuous eating habits is because I was hungry and I did want to eat, but I'm like, no, I shouldn't be eating. I shouldn't be hungry. I shouldn't be eating so much. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cause you know, it's so true. Cause you're told in diet culture, mm-hmm. restrict calories, mm-hmm. you know, even like keto, like all the different fad things that are out there. Yep. It's so true. I, oh, I eat more than my husband eats mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cause we have tons of energy. So you exactly. say for both the generators and manifesting generators, mm-hmm. we just, they just eat, need a little more mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm. And so just keeping it fun, not restricting, mm-hmm. like if they want the cookie, they can have the they cookie, have the cookie, yes. just not 12 of the cookies. Exactly. <laughs> balance limitations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. What's the next yeah. one? So the next one is manifestors. And so, you know, manifestors are, you know, they're visionaries, they're 
bringing things to life and their energy is going to be a little bit different. So because they kind of move in like phases, right? They kind of, again, and I feel this is true for all the types, but I say it all the lot. You have to bring in that intuitive piece to it. So because they kind of move in phases, their, their appetite and their exercise is going to need to move with these phases. So when they're in like an action phase, when they're taking action, they're going to need kind of, like I was just saying, they're going to need more high caloric foods, maybe more foods because they need more energy to sustain this amount of energy that they're putting out. If they're in like a resting phase, then they're going to need to dial it back some and want to eat more like light and vibrant foods, not a lot of like really heavy calorie dense foods kind of move with their energy. Same thing with exercise. When they're in this action phase, you know, they, they have a little more, a bit more energy to do maybe some more high intensity exercises. When they're in the more resting phases, they want to kind of dial it back. Maybe it's something like leisurely walks or yoga or something like lower intensity. So, so being able to kind of move with those energy fluctuations and when those phases come being able to work with that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I I just want to back up on that because Mm -hmm. what you've done. Okay. This is great. What you've done is you've seen how the natural energy flows for each type. Mm -hmm. And then you're using structures and processes and different ways of feeding yourself as a way to amplify it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. What common, um, again, I don't want to say problem, but I feel like it's a block when we yeah, don't know how to feed ourselves. For sure. For sure. What do yeah. you see with manifestors? Um, I think for this one, a lot of times it comes down to, to rest and sleep. I, I feel like manifestors, you know, they're, they don't have the energy that generators or manifesting generators have. And especially if they're around those other types, you know, throughout the day, or maybe their partner, they're living with one, their spouse or partner, whatever, that can be some deconditioning because they see this person like, oh my gosh, they have all this energy. I need to keep going. But manifestors are not meant to keep going. They are meant to stop before they get exhausted. That's what leads to burnout with manifestors. So unlike generators and manifesting generators who just go, go, go until you pass out, that's not case for manifestors. And so I think there's some deconditioning there where it's like, okay, let me honor, you know, my energy and where it is and know that I need to stop before I'm exhausted. And this is true for, um, reflectors too, but sleeping alone can be helpful, even if not, maybe not every night, but some nights, if you're able to sleep alone, especially if you're in the bed with the generator or manifesting generator, it can be a lot for your energy. So it can kind of give you this kind of like period of decompression, like releasing all the energy kind of thing. Do you feel like there's a correlation like to digestion there, like sleeping, like the open energy sleeping with energy beings? Yeah. I I think that's a great point. I think that can totally affect because I mean, we know that, you know, that's what sleep is for. It's for repairing and restoration and digestion, all those things. And I think it could a hundred percent affect those those things that are going on throughout the night when our energy is kind of just kind of up in arms. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I realized when I found human design was how much I had been taking on it from other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I, like, I'm hearing themes as you're talking Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is definitely, this could affect your digestion Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're taking on your partner when you're, because the, the biggest thing about being the understanding you have the energy is then the decompressing of the aura. Yes. And then if you're sleeping with a partner, you're really not able to completely decompress. Like you find a baseline, but Mm -hmm. if you're having an issue, do you think that that would be something people would want to look into more? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and too, I think the other piece to remember too is for manifestors, be, be, again, because they're not supposed to go to exhaustion, but, but giving themselves time to discharge before the day is over. Like, and I always encourage my manifestors, like take like 30 minutes to an hour to just disconnect, discharge alone, preferably if possible. Cause like right. you're saying, like you really want to disconnect from everybody else's energy. So you can kind of go back to yours and then you can sleep peacefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. What's yeah. next? So next is manifesting generators. And similar to generators, we've got a lot of energy and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, for me, and it, I mean, of course I'm seeing from experience because this is me, but there's a lot of deconditioning here for manifesting generators. And, mm. you know, we are here to do it all. And that was the first thing I had to decondition myself because I'm so multi-passionate. I like all the things and I want to do all the things. And for so long, I kept telling myself like, no, just pick like one or two things and just, you know, stop thinking about all this other things, just stick to this. But my brain wouldn't let me. I was going all the different directions, but we really are here to be multi-passionate and multifaceted and do, and we're here to multi-purpose. Like we're here to do all the things and we have the energy to do it. And so, like I was saying with generators, we really do need more high caloric foods and, and more calorie dense foods. You might need to eat more calories and more, um, you know, bigger portions than other, other types because we have that energy. And so there is that piece of deconditioning, the thought of, you know, I'm eating too much, or I shouldn't be eating all this, or I shouldn't still be hungry or whatever it is. Um, the other thing with, with manifesting generators is we are here to do things that light us up, but light us up in the moment. So whereas this other deconditioning piece, people might call you flaky because you jump from one thing to the next, right? But that's what we're here to do when it doesn't let you up anymore. You should move to the next thing. Because again, like I was saying at the very beginning, when you're doing the thing that doesn't light you up, you're no longer in alignment. Now that's where you meet resistance. That's when you meet burnout yeah. and exhaustion and all the other things, adrenals, burn fatigue, all the things. So knowing that you are here to do what lights you up and, and it's okay to move in phases. And that can be with food, with exercise. So you might have a running phase or a CrossFit phase or um, a weightlifting phase, but you go through phases and then you get tired of it. You move on to the next thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do what lights you up, do what excites you. And that's what keeps your energy alive. Same thing with food. Again, we don't do good putting ourselves in boxes. We don't like being yeah. put in boxes. We don't like being restricted. We don't like structure too much. Yeah. So allowing yourself to eat freely and giving yourself the freedom to do that and, and to explore new foods. Maybe you eat in phases. Maybe you try the different quote fad diets, but you're not sticking with one for long. You just want to try it out to see what it's like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to- take- this is like me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it is right. It is. Yeah. And you know, taking away th- that conditioning that any food is good or bad, or you should feel guilty about eating this or that or whatever. Um, yeah. Just allowing yourself more freedom and, and fun. And permission. Permission. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when, um, I finally caught on that beliefs create our realities <laughs> and our experiences. I was like, wait a minute, then that means I can believe the pasta is okay to eat. <laughs> totally. Like I say, not, you know, every meal five times a day for 20 yeah. days straight, like just, it's not going to totally, it's not the worst thing I could do. Exactly. You know, I feel like, exactly. I feel like sometimes what we do is we just criticize ourselves Oh yeah. so hard yeah. for not being what others, society, you yeah. name it. We think we should be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's, and that's been 
I mean, honestly, I think that's been one of the biggest revelations for me is yeah. like, I'm in charge of me. That's it. I don't have to care what anybody else thinks or what anybody else is doing. I'm in charge of me and I'm going to do me. And that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So from there, we'll go to projectors. Yeah. So projectors, you know, they have a little more openness, right? They have all these open centers. So it leaves them vulnerable to more conditioning. Um, So for projectors, because they have all these open centers and they are more susceptible to like other people's energies, they are going to do better eating uh, less like calorie dense food, more like light, vibrant meals, feel food that makes them feel light and vibrant food, like heavy meals that make them feel kind of weighed down are going to make them feel energetically weighed down. It can make them feel tired. So they're really good at doing like small snacks throughout the day rather than big, like heavy, dense meals. And again, there's that conditioning, deconditioning piece there because they might like, there might be an overeating thing that they have to decondition because they feel like they should be eating more, but they really Uh, should just be eating more often. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a little hack projectors, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe not eating more, but eating more often. Exactly. So not saying you don't need calories, of course, but yes, more often it's just smaller meals spread out throughout the day, like a grazer. They're more like grazers. Right. Right. Um, And then they might do projectors might do better eating kind of fad diety type things that might do better more in a specific way, like paleo or vegan or whole 30. They might, they do better fitting into kind of structure like that. Um, again, oh, really? that's, that's interesting, yourself, but they, they kind of, with their energy, it, it's less for them to have to think about less for them to energy to have to put into it, but they eat a specific way, you know, that I mean? makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing with projectors is as your listeners probably know, you work good in spurts, right? You're not, you're not supposed to work the whole day through work for a few hours, take a rest, work for a few hours, take a rest. And that is really important to honor. This is a big thing that I've found with my projectors and I haven't had a whole lot of projector clients, but they feel like they have to apologize for like wanting to take a nap. And I'm like, no, take the dang nap. Like yeah. you need the nap. They, they, it's that deconditioning piece where they feel like, like something's wrong with them when they yeah. have a bunch of energy and then they don't have a bunch of energy. Then they don't like honor that you need a nap, take a nap. If you need a rest, take a rest, sit it out. You might need more sleep. Projectors really do need more sleep than the other types. So sleep is going to be really important. Sleep at night. Yeah. Maybe you take a nap or a rest during the day, a little catnap during the day, but that's going to be big for projectors is really honoring where their energy is and knowing when they need to step away, take a break, take a rest. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like counterintuitive for them. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Again, it is, especially if you're around, you know, generators, manifesting generators, and you see them like the energizer bunny just going, going, and it's like, no, this is, this is not you. So it's, you know, let them do their thing and you just honor your energy and yeah, where you need to take a rest. Right. Mm -hmm. I see my son is a projector and he's like basically the manager over here, like Mm -hmm. of everything. He's just, it's basically his business and I'm just here for the fun. I love it. (laughs) And I see him ride our energy. That is so funny. Yeah. I oh see him write our energy, but so, I mean, it, this follows along the same lines of everything that I teach, you know, over here on our brand. It's just, mm-hmm. you really have to understand who you are mm-hmm. and then who you are with other people, because right. it's all perfect divine timing. Yep. It's just knowing who you are at a baseline level then allows you to know, oh, I'm, I'm around the manifest mm-hmm. generator. I, I need to remember that yes. 
it's just for a limited time. I have all of this energy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From our reflectors, even though we all bring in this intuitive piece into, you know, this part of it, reflectors really, I feel really have to pull in their intuition here and their intuitive intuitiveness into this because they are, we know they're these super open beings and they're sensitive to everything yeah. going around them. So their environment and their alone time is going to be really important for them to be able to kind of hone in on their own energy and to be able to like pick apart what's my energy and what's other people's energy and use that to determine, you know, what's best for them in terms of eating and exercising. So knowing that their caloric needs and their need for movement can fluctuate from day to day, kind of like what you were just saying, depending, it's, it's going to depend a lot on who they're around during the day. Maybe they're by themselves for most of the day. Maybe they work alone. If you work alone, you work from home, you're going to have more energy to expend. So maybe doing some higher intensity exercise feels good to you. Maybe eating some more calorie dense foods feel good to you. But if you're around generators and super energetic people every day, you're going to feel totally drained. So maybe in those days you do something a little lighter, a walk, yoga, something low intensity, but, but just knowing how to use that intuitive piece to do something, to pick a routine that's going to give you that consistent energy to, that, that can be supportive for your energetic needs and to use that as a tool to make decisions for yourself. And that it could literally change from day to day and that right. it's okay. It's okay for it to change from day to day. But I, I always encourage my reflectors to have a space that's their own because kind of like we were saying at night, when you want to disconnect from the day, like my manifestors and projectors too, really to disconnect from the day reflectors, it's going to be super important that you have time, lock yourself in the bathroom for 15 minutes, you know, whatever it is, give yourself some time to disconnect and discharge and, and come back to you so that you can really like, just be supportive of your energy. Yeah. And it comes back to permission, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, I have a reflector client and one of the and I wouldn't say struggle, but one of the things she's learning is I'm a different person every day exactly. and what I want and who I want to spend time with and yes. what I want to eat and what I want to do. It changes every day. Yes. Yes. And it, you know, before we give ourselves permission to really just not be what everyone has told us our whole lives to be, it feels the alignment journey just feels really messy. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. So what results have you seen with your clients after helping them make these, um, I mean, small, but pretty significant changes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, I really think it goes back to exactly what you just said is this. I've actually heard one of my clients say this and other ones say it just in different ways, but they're like, I feel like you just gave me permission to be mm. me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's, it is that permission piece and it's that, that understanding Oh, that's why I am the way that I am. And oh, yeah. that's why I want to eat this particular way. Or, you know, it's this, those pieces where it's like, they're understanding themselves. It's the validation they need that, that you don't have to change that part of you. You don't have to change that part of you. Like it's okay, but it is that permission piece. And it's, and two, I think it's providing the opportunity for this, for them to not only learn about themselves, but like a lot of my clients too, they're wanting to use this with their relationships because that also brings you in its alignment. Cause now like you're talking about your kids, you can meet people where they are too with their, and with their, you know, human design and you, you interact with them differently. Cause now you understand why they work the way they work. And it, I mean, it all just, 
it all just weaves together. So I think it just creates this, this constant loop of alignment because like, okay, now I know how to eat. I know how to sleep the way I'm supposed to. I know how to move the way I'm supposed to. You know, it just provides this never ending piece of alignment. And now we can interact with, you know, my partner, my spouse, whatever, in a more productive way. Yeah. Yeah. I find that with when people want business coaching, it's like, okay, sure. We'll, we'll work on the business and your money and all of that. And what's really going to happen is your entire life will change. (laughs) So true. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I literally, like I did the business and money journey and then my entire family found me. Yeah. And it's all because I just opened the door on human design. That was it. Yep. You know, yeah. you know, that's basically what happened to me with the spiritual coach I was working with. She was like a business and it was kind of what it was like business and money, you know, change your money mindset and, you know, biz, all that kind of stuff. And I just, there's just a little piece that was human design. And it was just like this, like atomic yeah. bomb of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I love that. Okay. I'm going to point this out because I really want to make a point in this recording to say mm-hmm. that human design finds you. Mm when you're ready for the Mm -hmm. next level of your alignment, even if it seems like one little part of a program you signed up for, do yourselves a favor and look into the tool and look into the tool, not just for business and money, look into it for health and wellness, because business and money can only be sustained when you are feeding and fueling your physical body with exactly what it needs Mm -hmm. so that it can hold the millions Mm -hmm. that are coming. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. I'd love to hear how, how you have seen your business just skyrocket because of this, this whole journey. Well, I think, you know, for me, it's, it's not something a lot of, you know, there's nutritionists are a dime a dozen, you know, health coaches, wellness coaches are a dime a dozen. And I feel like this is the piece that sets me apart is because there's not a lot of like, spiritual pieces that are tied into nutrition a lot of times. And I do think there's hundred percent a connection. I think it's all connected. And I think kind of like we we're talking about Pilates before that mind body connection. I, I think it's, you know, like you, of course you could just use it as exercise, but when you're able to dive deeper into it, you get more out of it. And I think it's the same thing with wellness. When, when we're talking about total wellness, spirituality is a piece of that. It's mind, body, soul, spirit. It's all of it. All of it works together. So, I mean, I, don't see how you can work it any other way. Like just working the body isn't, it's not the whole equation. So it's not really, and it's only going to get you so far. And so for me, I wanted to use that piece to kind of set myself apart and, and to teach people that there is this spiritual aspect that a lot of times we're leaving out and it's connected to everything else. And I think that's what, you know, my clients are learning. There's, you know, of course we talk about foods and um, you know, food sensitivities and I do a bunch of functional labs and stuff, but then there's this, this mindfulness piece and there's this spiritual piece that puts the whole equation together. And so, you know, yeah, we're healing the physical body, but I, I find it more valuable to heal body as a whole, which includes the soul, the spirit, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what I'm asking is Personally, when I, when I see people find their gift, their purpose, Mm -hmm. um, which clearly this is for Mm -hmm. you, you have a long, your whole life. It seems like you just Mm -hmm. were always seeking for alignment and Mm -hmm. healing. Mm -hmm. And what ultimately comes from that is service to others. And when you combine the two money 
just comes, mm. right? Because yeah. you're, you're, you're operating in your purpose. Mm-hmm. You're operating in such a way that alignment is carrying you mm-hmm. to success. So success is like inevitable, right? you know? Yeah. So maybe just tell us a brief little, you know, how did that kind of unfold for you? Yeah. Um, I really, I feel like it, the more like layers I added on to like, you're talking about service, the more layers I added on to like the service I was providing, the more clients, I guess I'm trying to say the more clients started rolling in the door, right. The more services running. Cause again, I wanted to meet people at the deepest level possible. So yeah, you know, I had clients when I was just, I say only, I don't want to say it like that. But when I was, when I was nutrition coach, it's just nutrition coach. That was my title. But it was as I started diving deeper and I was able to offer more service. I was able to meet them at a deeper level. That's when the clients started flowing ah, in. So it was mm-hmm. like, okay, when I was able to really meet them at the level I wanted to meet them at, then that's when the clients started flowing in. Hopefully that makes sense. Yes, it yeah. does. You know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more, um, what really is the key to money and success mm-hmm. and, um, it's vulnerability. Mm, and totally. so what, what I just heard was that you were able to go in with you, you were able to hold more space for mm-hmm. yourself in, yes. in a vulnerable way. Mm-hmm. And that allowed others to see you as someone who was safe for them. Yes. In other words, I always say, it's like, people are just looking to feel safe to pay you. Yep. So sure. your fractal line found you in that moment and more and more and more moments of those became available for them. And they were, they just or like that's a person who's safe to pay. Yes. yes yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Hope I could, I love to talk about this stuff and I could I talk about it forever because <laughs> it, you know, I talk a lot about, um, what you need to do in business and how, and how to get the momentum going for money to come in. But none of this, where my brand is today would have ever happened if I didn't do this one piece first. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I might overlook that in my, um, teaching sometimes. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast on it is because it is definitely never something to overlook. So yeah. I do yeah. appreciate, you know, your insight to this conversation yes. today. Yes. Um, okay. I have one last question. Okay. Um, and the reason I asked this question is because, you know, you said it in the beginning, it's like, this chart is really overwhelming and it can be confusing mm-hmm. and it can distract you. It can get really mm-hmm. distracting. And there are just a few key pieces of this chart that, you know, for every um, block you're looking to unblock has the answer for you. Mm-hmm. So if you could guide every energy type, doesn't have to matter. It doesn't matter what your energy type is, but if mm-hmm. you could guide someone into the human design chart and say that, you know, there's one thing in the human design chart that I want you to go deeper on to uncover more um, secrets to your wholesome living success. What part of the chart would that be for you? Oh my gosh, that's a tough question. Um, what part of the chart? You know, I feel like this is, might be an oversimplified answer, but for me, when I first got into this and it's kind of something that's been like a theme for me, when I make decisions, it's, it's knowing you're, you're not self theme. (laughs) And again, I feel like I'm oversimplifying things, but for me, it's like, that's the easiest way to know if I'm in alignment. And I mean, of course that's the point of it, but it's like, if I'm feeling frustrated immediately, I can sit back and like, let me step back a second. Let me take like a bird's eye view and figure out what it is that I'm doing. That's not in alignment. So I feel like 
of course, there's so many important pieces, but I, I feel like I know. <laughs> it's a hard question. It's a hard question. It is a hard question. But I feel like, especially when you're just starting out, if you can just understand that piece and then just be able to recognize when you're feeling that, because it kind of brings a little bit of self-awareness in there, I feel like that could be transformational just in and of itself. Yeah. I got to say, I like to keep it simple over here because <laughs> I feel like the simplest parts of that chart, the, the easiest ones to get access to, right? The parts mm -hmm. that are all the, the YouTube videos free, and Google yes. searches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They tell mm -hmm. you all about those parts and people overlook them. Mm -hmm. It's true. You know, they and want to get all to the nitty gritty, you know, all the deep parts and it's, yeah, the basics really. Yeah. Give you most yeah. But if you look right at the not self, mm -hmm. you will find exactly where you are not supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hope, thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'd love for everybody to connect with you. Why don't you, I, of course, I will put all of Hope's links in the show notes, but I'd love for you to just tell us all where they can hurry up and go find you. Yes. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram at the Hope Pedraza. And then I have a free Facebook group. It's live wholesome and healthy. And it's just all things holistic nutrition, holistic living and some human design sprinkled in. Yes. I, you have a podcast. I do. I do. Tell the us. Hopeful, yes. The hopeful and wholesome podcast as well. Yes. 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 Well, I really, I, I listened to a couple of your episodes just to kind of get to know you yes. and I heard you and some, um, buddy that you had on, I apologize. I don't remember her name, but you, you said something about watching Gaia and I was like, <laughs> yes. this, did I just find my people? I didn't <laughs> Yes. It was not too long ago. And she said, she was like, can we be friends? I love Gaia. <laughs> yes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like the only thing my nervous system can tolerate oh, is I'm telling Gaia. You, me and my husband have been like all over it. Just last night I was like, oh, he was out of town for work. I'm like, oh, I found this other one on Gaia. I'm like, we're such nerds. <laughs> I, I'd rather be this nerd than any other nerd because totally. it's, it's such a different life that we get to live. It really we choose is. a life of alignment. So it really is. Oh, I've loved meeting you, Hope. Thank you, Danielle. Me too. Enjoy meeting you. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.